This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 36 of Curry in the Pot. Week 8 is in the books in the NFL. We say goodbye to week 8 and hello to week 9. We are at about the halfway mark of the NFL season. So since we're at the halfway mark, I'm going to do a little mailbag. So first, I'm going to recap week 8. I'm going to recap the previous week as I always do. Talk about the upcoming week. And then I'm going to do the mailbag. So let's get right into week 8. I did really good on the picks, guys. I went 11-2. and two. Obviously, there were six teams on bye, so there were three games that didn't get played. But I went 11-2, and two, so I picked 11 games correct out of 13. So let's start with the Thursday night game, which was an absolute blowout, and I, I picked this game incorrectly. It was the Ravens versus the Dolphins. 40-0. 40-0. I started to kind of like the Dolphins after I saw what they did. You know, they won two straight, beat Atlanta. I was like, okay, Dolphins. So that's why I picked them. They were rolling on a two-game win streak. The Ravens, you never know what you're going to get. But they do play tremendous defense. The Dolphins did start Matt Moore in that game. And the Ravens' defense just appeared to be too much. You know, winning 40 to nothing, like I said. So I picked that game wrong. But I wouldn't pick many more games wrong. Sunday, Sunday morning, we had the Vikings and the Browns. I picked the Vikings, of course. You know, that defense is just too much, and I haven't seen any evidence for me to even pick the Browns, so I went with the Vikings. The Vikings been playing good. Case Keenum at quarterback. Jarek McKinnon's been doing good, uh, replacing Dalvin Cook. And Adam Thielen, who has been one of the leaders in the receiving yards this season, has been playing really good. He had a touchdown in that game, and the Vikings got it done. Bears Saints. I picked New Orleans to win. I knew the game would be good because the Bears have been playing some really competitive football. But the Saints have been a really a team of surprise this year. They've been, you know, a real big surprise leading the NFC South right now. They're 5-2. They've been playing really good football this year. Moving on, Raiders-Bills. The Bills have been playing some really good football. And I'm on the Bills train, man. Go Bills. Hashtag Bills Mafia. I've been tweeting it a little bit. I think I might be, you know, a little Bills fan, a slight Bills fan. I'm going to be paying attention because I've been paying attention for a little while. Tyrod Taylor, LaShawn McCoy and the gang. They just got Kelvin Benjamin over at the trade deadline. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But the Bills, Sean McDermott, has got these guys playing some solid football. And they're leading the NFL in turnover differential with plus 14. They're leading the NFL Turnover differential with plus 14. I had to repeat myself. They've been really good stopping the run. They have a really good run defense. Their pass defense isn't that good, but they force turnovers. They got Micah Hyde over from Green Bay, who's been, you know, really good for them. One of the best free agent signings, in my opinion. And the Bills have been playing some really good football. Really good. And that's why they're 5-2, right behind the Patriots. I think the Bills should make the playoffs. So, moving on, Colts, Bengals. I knew this game was going to be a little weird, and it really could have went either way. The Bengals held on and won 24-23, and Carlos Dunlap sealed that game with the 16-yard interception return. 
Colts are just a bad team. I know they don't have Andrew Luck, but they're just a really bad team. What's next? Chargers and Patriots. I can't play the soundbite that I usually play for y'all. Patriots got it done. Picked them to win that game. What can I say? They got it done. Patriots got it done. Falcons-Jets. I knew that game would be good. 25-20 was the final score. The Falcons got it done. They escaped. They escaped. The Falcons, they haven't really seemed to find their identity offensively. I guess this week they started playing better, but definitely not the same Falcons. They're not the same team who went to the Super Bowl last year. Kyle Shannon was the offensive coordinator. We know that he's now in San Francisco. Steve Sarkeesian hasn't really had the right blueprint on this team. But they got it done. 25-20. Wins are very hard to come by in the National Football League. 49ers and Eagles. That game looked like the Eagles were in for a scare, but they got it going late. They got it going in the second half in particularly. Carson Wentz throwing two more touchdowns. Alshon Jeffrey. We saw Alshon Jeffrey sighting. He scored a touchdown. Eagles, best record in the NFL. Panthers, Buccaneers. Buccaneers have been really disappointing. I just don't know what to expect from them in any given week. I thought they would be playoff bound. They suffer another defeat, losing 17-3. Redskins, Cowboys. This was the second game I picked incorrectly. And I would have picked the Cowboys... If I would have known that we would have had so many inactives. Trent Williams, all pro, pro bowl left tackle was out. Brandon Scherf, pro bowl right guard, out. Spencer Long, our center, was out. Bashad Breeland, our number two cornerback, was out. Not to mention the Mason Foster being out for the season and the Jonathan Allen being out for the season. I would have picked Dallas, honestly. I really would have if I didn't know all these injuries were going to happen. Redskins saw a lot of guys inactive, and this week they have 13 players questionable. 13. The team just has been hit by the injury bug. They've really been bitten by that bug, and the Cowboys got it done, though. Zeke Elliott ran hard, man. Shout out to that brother. He ran hard. Buck 50, 33 carries. It was a really rainy, messy game, and... The Cowboys did what you're supposed to do in a rainy game, and that's to run the football. They got it done, 33-19. I was wrong. What's next? Panthers? No, I said Panthers. Texans-Seahawks was a shootout. Oh, it was a shootout. Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson going toe-to-toe. Both guys passing for over 400 yards and four touchdowns. That game was a shootout. That game was, it was extremely fun to watch. When I saw the end of it, I was like, wow. Like It was just such a back-and-forth affair. Will Fuller, all he does is catch touchdowns. He's been he's been playing good this year. Will Fuller, he had two touchdowns in that game. DeAndre Hopkins had a touchdown. That game was a shootout, but Seattle got it done. My Redskins have a tough matchup. Steelers-Lions, the Sunday nighter. The story of that game was Juju Smith-Schuster. Had seven catches, a buck 93, and one touchdown. Le'Veon Bell had 25 carries, one touchdown. Steelers got it done. The Lions, I don't know what's going on with them this year. But Steelers got it done. And the Monday nighter, the Chiefs and the Broncos. Picked the Chiefs to win. 
the Broncos made it a little interesting, and they are going to make a change at quarterback this year, this week. They're going to start Brock Osweiler. So that's week eight. Now let's go right to week nine. I'm going to do this real quick so I can get into these mailbag questions. Week nine, the Thursday nighter tonight, the Jets are hosting the Bills. I'm rolling with the Bills. They've been playing some really sound football, as I mentioned earlier. Defense has been really good. I'm going with the Bills. They did get Kelvin Benjamin, like I mentioned earlier. I'm going with the Bills to win this one on the road. Panthers-Falcons. I'm rolling with Atlanta. This is a really big game in the NFC South. The Panthers have been playing good. The Falcons have. They haven't been playing like they were last year, but they've been playing all right. But I'm rolling with the Falcons in this one. I just don't know. Panthers did just trade Kelvin Benjamin. I don't know if they're expecting Curtis Samuel to be ready to step up. You got Devin Funches. I don't know what the run game is going to do, but I'm going with Atlanta. That's just what my gut tells me. Texans-Colts, that game is at NRG Stadium in Houston. I'm going with Houston to win that one. Colts are just a really bad team. I don't know what to expect. Andrew Luck has not been able to practice. Colts are just a sad case this year. Jaguars-Bengals. I'm on record to believe that the Jaguars are for real. That defense has been ferocious. Calais Campbell, Jalen Ramsey, my favorite player in the National Football League. A.J. Bouye, who they signed over from Houston. Dante Fowler, Miles Jack. The team has been playing really good, especially defensively. And when they can get points from their offense, they're a scary team. Leonard Fournette will play this Sunday. I'm going with Jacksonville. Saints, Buccaneers, I do not know what to expect from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a week-to-week basis. They've really disappointed me because I thought they would make a playoff run this year. They catfished me on hard knocks. I'm really upset about that. They've just been making me look like an idiot. I'm going with New Orleans Saints at home. Giants are hosting the Rams, and they suspended the Jackrabbit the other day. I'm going with L.A. I'm going with the Rams. Fresh off a bye. Sean McVay has got them boys playing football. Todd Gurley has been really good. Jared Goff has looked better than he did last year. The defense has been playing well. I'm going with the L.A. Rams. Eagles, Broncos. Woo! I think the Eagles are due for a loss, so I'm going with Denver. Going with that defense. The Eagles have not seen a defense quite like Denver. They did beat, They did play the Chiefs, who have a good defense, but I'm, I'm going with Denver. I don't know. I'm just feeling Denver this week. They should get Emmanuel Sanders back. I'm going with Denver. Titans-Ravens, this is a weird game, really weird game. Titans are coming off of a bye. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to go with the Titans. I'm going with them. 49ers-Cardinals. You remember the last time these two teams played? The Cardinals won 18-15 in overtime. I'm going with the 49ers this week. They are at home. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to play, but I'm going with the 49ers. I just think they'll finally get a win. They really do for one. Seahawks, Redskins. Like I said, my Redskins have been injury riddled this year. I'm going with Seattle. That is a hostile environment. CenturyLink, 12th man. Going with Seattle. Their offense has been rolling lately. Obviously, last week you saw Russell Wilson throw four touchdowns over 400 yards. Redskins have been really banged up. I just don't know what to expect from them. Obviously, I want them to win, but I don't think they will. I'm going with Seattle. Cowboys, Chiefs. That game is at Jerry's World, but I'm rolling with the Chiefs. Rest in peace to my old neighbor. You say, go Chiefs. I'm going with Kansas City. They've been really good this year. Should be a really good game, though. I'm not even going to lie. Dolphins, Raiders. I'm not picking the Dolphins for a minute after what they did last week. Losing 40 to nothing to Baltimore. 
I'm going with Oakland this week. Bespo is coming back from suspension. The Raiders look to bounce back after that loss against the Bills. And the Monday nighter, the Packers are hosting the Lions. Obviously, the Packers are still without Aaron Rodgers. I'm going with Detroit. I think Matthew Stafford and those boys will get a win. So now, I'm going to move move on to these questions that you guys sent me. You've got mail. This is going to be another mailbag. Last time I did an NBA, I want to do an NFL one. I'm going to get right into these questions. Is Jay Ajay a good fit for the Philadelphia Eagles? Absolutely, I think so. Obviously, LeGarrette Blunt just doesn't seem to be the answer. He's more of a goal line back. And we're talking about Jay Ajay, a guy who ran for 200 yards twice last year. I think it's a really good fit. He's a violent runner. I don't know what was going on with Miami. I thought he would have another good year, but I think this is a really good situation, a really good fit for him in Philly. Eagles offensive line isn't isn't bad at all. I think this would be a really good fit. Biggest disappointment so far? Absolutely the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. These guys are 2 and 5. I thought they would be really good. Granted they did have some issues kicking field goals which probably cost them in the Patriots game. But they've been disappointing. Jameis Winston, I thought, would have a really big and strong third year. He has not seemed to got it done. I don't know what's going on with the Buccaneers. Deshaun Jackson, I thought, would be a great pickup for them. He wanted to get out of Washington so bad. I thought it would be really good for him going to the Buccaneers. It just hasn't worked out. The defense has not looked good. They've been barely getting to the quarterback. out of just a lot of... It's just a lot of questions that, that don't seem to have answers right now for the Buccaneers. I don't know what's going on. Two and five? At this point of the year, I thought they would be four and three at worst. And they look like they're headed for about six and ten, five and eleven or something. They look awful. Oh, they're the biggest disappointment for me. And, of course, the New York Giants. But the New York Giants have some injuries. Odell Beckham Jr. obviously been hurt. They they did they have been disappointed early on, I'm not gonna lie, even before he got hurt. But I, I really thought the Buccaneers were gonna make a run. So my two biggest disappointments this year are the Giants and the Buccaneers. Moving on to some more questions. If the season ended today, who would be the MVP? I gotta go with Carson Wentz. I didn't see this type of impact from him this year. I thought the Eagles were another year away, but Carson Wentz has been phenomenal. 19 touchdowns, only five interceptions. Passing over 200 yards right now. And the Eagles have the best record in the NFL. He has to be the MVP right now. I would say Carson Wentz. If the season ended today, Carson Wentz, absolutely. Same thing goes for midseason MVP, Carson Wentz. Last week, Martavis Bryant was disciplined for his social media shenanigans. First of all, you spelled his name Martavius. V-E-O-U-S. His name is Martavis. M-A-R-T-A-V-I-S. Martavis. He complained about not getting enough touches. Martavis Bryant, the number one receiver in the NFL. If he does leave the Steelers, where do you realistically see him going? First of all, he still has another year left on his contract. Second of all, I don't really know if he'll be a number one receiver. I think he could be a number one receiver, you know, on my team, the Redskins, possibly the Panthers, the Bills, the Jets. A few teams, some teams out there, he could be 49ers. He could be a number one receiver on those teams. 
But to answer the question, is he a number one receiver? He has such a small sample size. You look at his rookie year 2014, he had 26 catches, 549 yards, 8 touchdowns. Look at his second year, he had 50 catches, 765 yards, 6 touchdowns. I don't really know. The guy was playing alongside Antonio Brown. It's hard to really say. Is he a number one receiver? Those stats don't show it. I think he does have the potential. And like I said, he could be the number one receiver on a couple of teams like I just mentioned. I just don't know. And realistically, I don't know because they had no interest in trading him. He has another year left on his contract, so I just don't know. I don't Realistically, I don't see him going anywhere because I, I just don't know. Do I believe Jarvis Landry will have a new home next season? Man. I thought he was going to get traded during the deadline, but their asking price was a number one, well, a first-round pick. And I don't know if teams are going to be willing to give up, give that up. We saw the Patriots give up a number one draft pick, a first-rounder for Brandon Cooks. Would a really good team give up the first-rounder to get Jarvis Lanche? I could see that. I could see that, but I don't. Will he have a new home next year? I'm going to say yes, because I feel like he may get disgruntled with the Dolphins. Next question. Will Ezekiel Elliott's suspension put the Cowboys season in danger? Absolutely. I don't know how much danger it will put it in. Because early on I did pick the Cowboys to make the playoffs, but I don't know. Obviously, the Cowboys offensive line is really formidable. We saw a washed up Darren McFadden rush for 1,000 yards back in 2015. Alfred Morris is no scrub. I think he'll do all right. Does it put them in danger? Yes, absolutely, because Ezekiel Elliott is not only a threat rushing the football, but it's also a threat receiving. We saw what he did against the 49ers. He's also a really good pass blocker. A lot of people don't talk about that, but he's a really good pass blocker. I think it does put their season in danger, but will he really be suspended six games? I don't know. My gut tells me he'll face a suspension, but I don't think it will be the full length of six. For some reason, I just don't know, and it seems like every time they say he's going to get suspended, he somehow gets out of it and gets to play the next week. So I don't even know. But does it put him in danger if he gets the full six? Absolutely. Rank Gurley, Zeke, and Fournette. You did it for me. I think Todd Gurley's better than Ezekiel Elliott. Put Todd Gurley behind that Cowboys offense and I look who what happened. Like, oh my God. I don't even know. Like, it would be ridiculous. I think Todd Gurley does not get enough credit. I know he had, you know, a bad year last year, but with Sean McVay, new officer coordinator in Los Angeles, he's been, you know, he's probably he might be comeback player of the year, you know, next to Demarcus Lawrence. He's been playing great. No knock on Ezekiel Elliott. I just think Todd Gurley is better. He's more of a violent runner. Ezekiel Elliott is really good, though. And Leonard Fournette, he's been playing good as a rookie. But I just he's only a rookie. He's only played, what, six games? It's hard to really rank him ahead of either one of these guys who have proven and shown what they can do. The NFL trade deadline was surprisingly crazy this year. We saw a number of trades happen. Out of all the trades, which team is the biggest winner? So, I'm going to do biggest winner and losers. So, biggest winner, I got to say the Philadelphia Eagles. You get Jay Ajayi for a fourth-round pick, a guy who was just, a, was just a monster last year. Last year had over 1,200 yards, and he averaged 
nearly five yards a carry. He averaged 4.9 yards a carry, and he had eight touchdowns. The guy looks to be like a really good back, and I think it's a great pick for a they only got him for a fourth rounder. Got a 24-year-old player for a fourth rounder. I think that is a steal. They're the biggest winner. I like what the Seahawks did getting Dwayne Brown. I like what the 49ers did getting Jimmy G. My biggest loser is my team, the Washington Redskins. We need a we need a wide receiver. Josh Doxson, Terrell Pryor, who's been a catfish, who looked great in oh my goodness. This guy was he's a training camp warrior, okay? He catfished me with the stuff with all his one-handed catches and leaping over Josh Norman and Bashad Breeland. Like the guy looked great in training camp. These one-on-one drills and stuff like that. Even had me tweeting some stuff about I think it's going to be a problem this year. People were trolling me. But the Washington Redskins, they needed a wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton was available in trade talk. So was Jarvis Landry. You know... They're the biggest loser. They needed some help on the offensive line. They could have got Dwayne Brown. We haven't been running the football well. Why not trade a fourth-round pick and get Jay Ajayi? What's going on? I don't know. Redskins are my biggest loser. It hurts me to say this. Should the 49ers trade their pick now or keep it and draft Saquon Barkley? I think they should draft Saquon Barkley. The guy is absolutely electrifying. What he can do running the football, but also... Also, catching the football and making plays in the receiving game. The guy's a beast, man. You just got to take the blueprint of some of these teams in the previous draft. Cowboys draft Ezekiel Elliott. Look what's going on. Leonard Fournette gets drafted. Kareem Hunt gets drafted. You know, take the running back. Jordan Howard, for example. Take the running back. You can build your team in other ways. Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, they will figure it out in San Francisco. But I would say draft Saquon Barkley. The guy looks like a can't-miss prospect. Who are your top five third year and less QBs? Jameis, Mariota, Goff, Wentz, Dak, Trubisky, Watson, etc. I'm going to go number one. I'm going to go Carson Wentz. I thought he would have been really good last year. The guy just didn't have any weapons. Alshon, Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, Nelson Aguilar came on. And he's developed great chemistry with the tight end Zach Ertz. I'll say Wentz number one. Number two, Mariota. I really like Mariota's growth and development. He played great last year before he got injured and was ultimately out for the season, and that derailed the Titans' playoff hopes. Number three, I would say Dak Prescott. It's not a knock on him to have him at number three. I think the guy's good, but he was just put into the right situation, like 100% the right situation. And if you're telling me that Dak Prescott can make some of the plays that Carson Wentz can make you crazy. I think Dak Prescott is really good, though. Guy plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's good, though. He's he's good. So, it's, it's nothing wrong with him being third. Fourth, I would say Jameis Winston, a guy who should be higher on this list, but hasn't really done much since his rookie year. And fifth, I would say Deshaun Watson. Obviously, he's lighting it up. He's been playing, like, maybe the best quarterback in football this year, but... It's too early. It's too early. I don't want to fall in love too early with his game. But in the top five, Trubisky, Golf, you guys are outside the top five. What's next? Will the Pats regret trading Jimmy G? I think that they could find another Jimmy G in the draft. I don't know, you know, when. Obviously, Tom Brady has seemed to defy the odds of father time. He, look, he says he wants to play a few more years, so 
if he lights it up in San Fran, they'll regret it. But I think the Pats have done, you know, a great job drafting and finding players to the point where they'll find another guy like that. So, my que- my answer, to answer that question, I don't think so. This next question is really good. Shout out to who sent this question. This is a good one. Got a series of good questions. But most overrated, most underrated player. They ask this question, they're not going to like this. They're not going to like this answer. Most overrated player is Dez Bryant. Easily. The guy is extremely overrated. Look at this. Look at this. You know what? Oh, my goodness. Look at this. Look. Let's get into some stats real quick. Dez Bryant played great, you know, coming in. From 2010 to 2014, the guy was phenomenal. But since 2015... I know he's been hurt. I know he's been hurt. People will say he's been hurt, but he's not top five. And when I look at this year's stats, 32 catches, 366 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, okay, Dez bike. Dez not top five, though. Throw up Dax. The guy's not top five. Might not even be top ten anymore. What does he do that's so good that makes him top five? He's not a good route runner. Um, The guy's just not good, man. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I can't stand Dez Bryant. He thinks he's better than he really is. Like, I mean, he's good at catching jump balls, good at using his body, athleticism. I don't think he's awful, but he's not. He's not. A, he's not elite anymore. Like he's far. He his elite days are over. He's he's extremely overrated. The way Cowboys fans talk about him is absolutely absurd. Most underrated, I'm going to say a few guys. I think Harrison Smith from the Minnesota Vikings is really underrated. Damon Harrison, defensive tackle from the Giants, he's really underrated. It's crazy, as I'm going to say this, I think A.J. Green is underrated. A lot of people don't. Some people think Dez Bryant is better than A.J. Green, so that should just show how underrated he is. And those are the guys I'm going to go with. Do you believe the Giants should clean house? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Do I think they will? No. I don't know what Jerry Reese is going to do. They won't clean house unless they get their GM out of there, and then they could start wheeling and dealing, getting guys like DRC out. Just some of your older players, just start fresh on the O-line. Like, they just need to – they really need a fresh start, but I don't think they will. If the New York Giants have a top three pick, who do you think they should take? Barkley, Mayfield, Jackson, Rosen, or Darnold? I think Saquon Barkley would do wonders for that offense. The team desperately needs offensive line help. Baker Mayfield is really good. I think Rosen has a chance to be good, but I think his ceiling is like Kirk Cousins, maybe a little better. Sam Darnold has said that he loses confidence, but I think he... Probably the best prospect. Lamar Jackson, I'm really high on him. I think they should take a QB. Maybe let him learn a little bit behind Eli for about a year. Take one of these QBs and let him soak up some knowledge. And then use the rest of your draft on offensive line. And you can find a running back in the draft. Just look at Kareem Hunt, Jordan Howard, success stories like that. Scenario. The hell of a nice scenario. But at the end of the season, the Washington Redskins let Kirk Cousins walk. Which team is the best landing spot for Kirk Cousins? The Jacksonville Jaguars, Denver Broncos, or Pittsburgh Steelers? I would say the Jaguars. They're really a quarterback away. They have a really good run game. One of the best run games in the National Football League, honestly. 
They have a great defense. And the thing about their defense is they're so young. Jalen Ramsey's young with 22 years old. Who else? A.J. Bouye, young. They got Yannick Ngakwe, young. Calais Campbell, he's he's kind of old, but they have some young t- Miles Jack, young. They have a lot of young talent. Allen Robinson's good. They have D.D. Westbrook. Allen Robinson's hurt, but he's good. Allen Hurst, I think that'll be a good situation. I think that'll be the best one. Denver Broncos would be really good, but I don't know. Pittsburgh Steelers, that would be good too, because you got you know really good running back and Le'Veon Bell, maybe the best, maybe the best wide receiver, Antonio Brown. I still think the Jaguars would be really ideal for him, though. So I'm going to say Jaguars, but all three would be really good landing spots for Kirk. All right, offensive and defensive player of the year. Another good question. I would say Kareem Hunt, and that's great. He's a rookie, too, and he's on pace to do this. He's on pace with 2,000 scrimmage yards. He has 763 rushing yards, which is the best in football. He's averaging five yards a carry. He has four rushing touchdowns, but he has... 307 receiving yards, averaging 11 yards of reception. He's on pace for 2,000 scrimmage yards, and that's absolutely exceptional. That's phenomenal. I think he would be the offensive player of the year, especially if he gets to that mark, which I think he will. Defensive player of the year, I would say Calais Campbell, who has 10 sacks, or Demarcus Lawrence, who has 10 and a half sacks. Everson Griffin, too, can't sleep on him. Uh, Joey Bosa can't sleep on him, Jalen Ramsey. But I would say my two right now would be Calais Campbell and Demarcus Lawrence. So I'm going with them. Offensive and defensive rookie of the year, I would say Deshaun Watson or Kareem Hunt. For offensive and on defense, I'll say Marshawn Lattimore, who was the first defensive back taken, well, first cornerback taken in the draft. Will the Eagles continue to have the best record in the NFL? Well, let's look at their remaining schedule. They have Denver this Sunday. Then they have a Bobby Week 10. Then they have Dallas on Sunday Night Football in Week 11. Week 12, Chicago, who has not been a slouch. Seattle, Los Angeles, the Giants, the Raiders, and the Cowboys again. I want to say, I want to say the Eagles are poised for a 12 and 4 season, which probably will be the best record in the NFL. The Chiefs obviously too. I think I would say yeah because they've been rolling lately. I don't really know who could stop them. Teams that thought that could beat them did not beat them. So yeah, I'm going to say the Eagles will continue to have the best record. Do you think the Patriots will make the Super Bowl? It's really tough and I want to say this. The NFL does not have a great team this year. It has a lot of pretty good teams some good teams, but it doesn't have a great team. The Patriots aren't superior like they used to be, but you can never count out Tom Brady, obviously. In the AFC, you got the Patriots, you got the Chiefs, the Steelers. You got some good teams in that in that conference. I don't know. Do I think they'll make the Super Bowl? If I had to say so, now nah, i say no. I have to say no. Another good question. Who do I think will win each division? AFC East, I'm going to say Patriots. I think the Bills will get a wild card. AFC North, Pittsburgh. AFC South, Jacksonville. AFC West, Chiefs. NFC East, Eagles. NFC North, Minnesota has the lead by a game and a half. And Green Bay is behind them. They don't have Aaron Rodgers, so I'm going to say Minnesota. NFC South, ooh, this is good. I think the Panthers are going to win NFC South. NFC West, I would say Seattle. I would say Seattle. 
But the Rams have a chance. Which division is the best division in football as of right now? I mean, if you would say right now, like, based on standings, it would be the NFC South. But who do I think is the best division, period? Like, right, like, regardless of what the current standings say, I would still say the AFC West, which is the division that includes the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders. The Raiders have been, you know, a little shaky this year, but remember they did make the playoffs last year. The Chiefs did as well, and the Denver Broncos just missed the playoffs last year. I still think that is the best division, and if the Giants were, weren't as bad as they are this year, the NFC East would be without a doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to prepare for uh, I might have a slight rant on this question. kind of made me upset. So here we go. This is the last question, guys. The Washington Redskins began the season strong. However, the last couple of weeks, they have looked like the same old Washington Redskins that always let you down in the end. What the hell is going on in D.C., and is it fixable? First of all, my friend, what do you consider a strong start? Because the last time I checked, the Redskins lost their first game, won the second two games, and then lost in week four against the Chiefs. One again against the four. What do you consider a strong start? They were two and one. That was their best record at one point. When I consider a strong start, I consider four and oh, five and oh, four and one as a strong start. So, about the strong start question, they didn't start off strong. They beat the Rams, who they were supposed to beat. They had a really good showing against the Oakland Raiders who have not looked good this year. They lost to the Eagles. They started off 0-1, so is that strong? Is 2-1 a strong start in your opinion, in your estimation? Not not in mine. If they were 4-0 and they were playing the way they are playing, I'll be extremely disappointed. So I wouldn't say they had a strong start. The last couple of weeks, they have looked like the same old Redskins. Well, you have to factor in injury. The injury bug has hit them. Like I mentioned earlier, this Sunday against Dallas, they were without all pro, the best left tackle in football. Simple and plain and simple. Trent Williams is the best left tackle in football. I know people might say Tyron Smith. Yes, he's good, but he holds a lot. He doesn't do this. He, he, he holds too much. Trent Williams does everything Tyron Smith does, but better, okay? Trent Williams is the best left tackle in football. You, you don't have him against Dallas. You don't have Brandon Scherf, who's been playing like a top three guard in the National Football League. He was out on Sunday. Their center, starting center Spencer Long, who's been starting since last year, has been out. He he missed that game as well. Bashar Breeland was out. Even before that, in weeks before, Josh Norman missed time. Jonathan Allen, the rookie, he's out for the season. Mason Foster, one of the inside linebackers, is out. We all know the Sewer Cravens thing that happened at the beginning of the year. Monte Nicholson banged up. Crowder banged up. Jordan Reed banged up. They've been really banged up, and they also have not been able to run the football. When you cannot run the football, I don't care who you are, but you're not really going to have much success unless you're Aaron Rodgers or something. And Kirk Cousins is no Aaron Rodgers, no Big Ben. I'm talking about Big Ben when he was great. He's no Breeze. He's, He's none of that. He's not that. So when you can't run the football... You put pressure on Kirk Cousins, a guy who doesn't have any receivers, Josh Doxson and Terrell Pryor. 
You lose Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garçon, two 1,000-yard receivers from a year ago. When you don't have good receivers or a run game, it's going to be hard to produce. And also, Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed is going to miss some time. So when you cannot run the football and when you cannot, when you don't have receivers who can get separation, and I thought Jamison Crowder would be a little better this year, when you don't have those things combined with all the injuries they have, they have sustained, they have 13 players questionable in, the up, in this upcoming week against Seattle at Seattle on the road. I'm, Trent Williams said he's never seen anything like this as far as injuries. So, I don't really know what to say. Like, when you have as many injuries as they have, and you don't have a run game, a consistent run game, they ran the ball well against the Rams, but when you don't have a consistent run game, a balanced attack, and quarterback is Kirk Cousins, a guy who I think has maxed out as a player, what can you do? What can you do? And I just said, what's going on? Is it fixable? Yes, it's fixable, but I don't think it would be a fix, you know, early. I've seen improvements on the defensive end, but, man, these guys just have to get healthy. Everyone has to get healthy. Josh Docks has to play better. Terrell Pryor has catfished us all. We need a running back. The Redskins have too many unanswered questions, and I did get another question about Kirk Cousins. Should the Redskins resign him? No, they should not. I thought they should have got rid of him when they had the chance to trade him for picks or whatever. The guy's maxed out his potential. He's just getting us for money at this point. And I think Kirk Cousins will be on a new team. Obviously, the Redskins still have a lot of games left, a lot of football, but I don't I don't know. I picked the Redskins to go 7-9, 8-8 eight eight at best. I don't really know what's going to happen. Huh. So... With that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening. This was a fun episode. Episode number 36 is in the books. Another mailbag episode, but I want to thank everybody for listening. I know this episode was a little long and unexpected. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be this long, but I had fun answering you guys' questions. Thanks for asking them. I would love to do more mailbags in the future. So one last time, I want to thank everybody for listening. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 36 is done. Peace.